What's up, everybody? This week, Sarah and I sit down and talk about the beginning stages of Al Gore's internet. That and a whole lot more is to come because maybe. Welcome to the show. And I never got a chance to say this when we did that just a second ago, but man, it is good to be back. Hope everybody is doing well. And I'm joined by Sarah this week. Sarah, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Oh, you know how I am. I've been wanting to get this done for a long time. I've been itching to get it done. I know. I'm so mean. She hasn't let me do anything until we're all ready, which is quite understandable considering what happened last time out, eh? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) But before we get started, guys, uh, you found us, obviously, on uh, whatever your podcast uh, uh, menu of choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've been on our social media pages, check up Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Look up our WordPress, our blog website, and, of course, our YouTube channel as well. Look up Because Maybe Network, and you'll find everything that we're up to and well more so let's get started i mean we are going to talk about algo's internet here in just a moment which has been uh, a a heavily requested topic inside mm-hmm. uh not just our, our base but uh in, inside our, our, our research sarah has <laughs> wanted to do algo's internet for a while yes but before we get started i am now able to say something that i wasn't able to say last time and it's this this episode is being produced and directed by an award-winning producer. Yay! I'm <laughs> my, so proud. Uh, my 8 to 5, every year we have an industry award, mm-hmm. and the company that I work for, we entered uh, one thing into three categories, and we won two of them. Woo-hoo! And guess who was the schmuck who was working on all the production work? That would be this schmuck right here. Yeah, which now means right, that I have twice as many of these awards as one of my mentors. Ooh. <laughs> Who could run circles around me when producing stuff. But you know what? I have twice the awards. I think Ouch. I think I now know how Martin Scorsese would feel. Uh Ooh. <laughs> that toast. <laughs> Listen at you. I know. You leave the dude off. I guess I should have let him get back on here sooner. He came back all caddy and stuff. Me out. It wasn't caddy. It's just me, know. you know. It's just I'm 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 proud I'm proud I'm just proud of the work Uh that I do. That's all. Yes, as you should be. The provider. All joking aside, but all joking aside, it's kind of going to help me this season to you know be a better producer on the actual sound quality of what we do because we've we've had some issues with it. I'm I'm recording in winter. We're recording in winter, which Mm -hmm. means we're not going to hear an air conditioner blow every two minutes, which is always fancy. Because it's it's hot in Louisiana, y'all. It's it's a little bit. It's a little bit hot. It's a little bit hot, but also. Also, 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 we announced this on Extra Extra episode 13, mm-hmm. and this is the first time I've got Sarah in, in the room since we've announced it, mm-hmm. coming later on this year, mm-hmm. maybe summertime, maybe fall time. Because my rule still applies. Your rule still applies. We have to be recorded first. Yes, 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 yes. Especially but, on this one. Yes. So we're doing a new podcast series starting this summer. With the two of us. With the two of us. Yes. It is going to be... 178 episodes long. Yes. Eventually. <laughs> Don't worry, we're doing them in 26 segment introverts. We are doing mm-hmm. a podcast called The Saucer Section. Brrr. Which, uh, for those of you who may not know, both mm-hmm. me and Sarah are huge fans, huge fans mm-hmm. of the 1980s, 1990s classic TV series. Star Trek, The Next Generation. That's ba- right. So we got together one day in the car and we were like talking around and I was listening to um, a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing is they were going through the old WCW Nitros. 
So from episode one, where they did it in the shopping mall to the time Shane McMahon shows up and says, I own it. They it's reviewed mine. they reviewed everything, every yes. segment, every character, every gimmick, everything, everything. And I wanted to do that with Star Trek because how many times have we watched it and I've made a comment about Worf mm-hmm. is the worst security officer in the history of security officer? I still like him better than Tasha. Yeah, Tasha died. I mean, even so, for her own incompetence, yeah, she was. Uh, Don't cross that path. I'm gonna cross that path. And then five seconds later, she's dead. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that was much right. But that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and we're actually gonna t- be, take a. Um, the look that we're gonna have is we're gonna go through everything, something serious, something funny, something you know, just just. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna sugarcoat it. We're not gonna kiss. The show's us, but we're also not going to criticize just to criticize. We're going to be fair in what we do. Are you looking forward yes, to it? Yes, I am looking forward to it. And I also recommend that everybody listen to, if you don't have time to watch all the episodes, um, you need to listen to the podcast in its entirety before you start watching Picard. So. Yes, absolutely. We haven't watched it yet. It well, no. not yet, I don't think. No, I don't know. it's coming. I don't know, if it, but we've we, got to we've got to put all the episodes out first, and we, and we just don't watch a lot of TV anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know we're very not TV people, which is really weird because we're really passionate about the TV that we do watch. Yeah, it's movies and oh, we're watching The Crown and stuff like that. Oh, The Crown, yes, oh, The Crown, oh, oh the, the Crown, Crown, The Crown of it all. All right, so that's enough uh, chit chat for uh, one day. I think uh, we're gonna chit chat some more in a little while, but now, right, we're gonna take two minutes. Well, I say two minutes. We're gonna take a couple of minutes, and then we're gonna be back. To talk about the wonders of Al Gore's internet. That's right. Without Al Gore's internet, we wouldn't have any of these things that's that we're right. speaking about. So that's right. We'll be right back, and we'll be here in a minute. Yep. Cultural impact. So let's get to the reason why we're all actually here, and I mean literally and figuratively, of course. Yes. We're going to be talking about. Al Gore's internet. Yes, that's right. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking, why do they keep calling it Al Gore's internet? We're going to get to that here in just a second, okay? This week, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the beginnings of the internet, mm-hmm. and like the first and stuff like that, okay? Yes. And then next week, we're going to be talking about some of the ways of life online, you know, just some anecdotal stuff that, that we experienced in our early formative days of internet. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to wrap up in two weeks' time, or two episodes' time, I should say, because it might not come out weekly. Maybe, maybe not. So, mm. so let's get started. Suspense. Sarah, what yes. do you know about the formation of the early internet? What That is a wonderful question, John. Um, I do know that the concept of the internet was developed in the 60s by the U.S. government. Uh, they wanted to be able to build a communication network between their different computers, between, you know, like, the, the Pentagon yeah. to, the, to NASA to, you know, here, there, everywhere, naval bases, etc. And... A lot of military folks saw a lot of potential in this, but mm-hmm. civilian folks, whenever they heard of this computer and linking stuff mm-hmm. together, it was laughed, you know, laughed at, laughed at the building. In yeah, fact, right? they, there's an episode of that 70s show where um, they were fixing like a, one of the, a computer thing, and mm-hmm. it was Kelso who said, "Man, this is the future." Hmm. Uh, so Red said, "Man, this is the future." Kelso went, "Yeah, computers." He went, "No soldering." <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, right. nobody saw the potential of computers and computering and everything like that. Well, other than you know, Bill Gates, and other than Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, and, and Al Gore. Yes, Al Gore, and his internets. And um, one other guy 
was a gentleman by the name of Sir Tim Berners-Lee, okay? Now, the reason mm-hmm. I'm saying this is I'm going to give you guys a lot of information. It might seem a little heavy, a little dense at, at first, but trust me, you will kill at your local pub quiz. Yes, right? or your next Jeopardy uh, audition. Yeah. So, when we say the internet, yes, what we are talking about is what's technically known as the World Wide Web, WWW, right? Mm-hmm. The internet is the structure in which everything is on okay it's the carbon of the of the technological world yeah the information the, superhighway the what we call the internet is called World Wide web yes right and so everything that you have is all everything that you do your facebook's your twitter's your tumblers your t- tinders your you know whatever mm-hmm. is all on the World Wide web yes but it's not the internet but for the purposes of this podcast... It's the internet. We're going to call it the internet. It's yes. going to be interchangeable. Yes. Just because the real name is GIF doesn't mean everybody's not going to call it GIF. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know that drives you crazy. So, what it is, is that uh, Sir Tim Berners-Lee... Yes. Uh, he was a he was a gentleman who worked with a gentleman by the name of Robert Caillou. Caillou? Mm-hmm. Well, so just for the... For the- all intents and purposes, Caillou. Yeah, sorry, Mister Mister Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, Berners Lee was a computer scientist, and Caillou was a computer engineer. Okay, and they worked on a program for called CERN, which is the European Organization for Nuclear Research. The reason it's called CERN is because it's a French name, so it's Council European pour de la Recherche Nucléaire. Right, that's my French, y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. And basically, it was. In 1989, they built the largest node, which is what the internet was, right? Right. And they were the first people to bring hypertext and the internet together. HTML. HTML. Basic HTML. And on August 6th, 1991, they launched the very, very first website. The web, website, you know, everything like that. That's why they're Mm -hmm. called websites. Mm -hmm. And it was basically a simple text website... And explaining what the project is, how the project works, and what they plan planning to do. And we'll put the URL for that in the show notes. Yes, because the website is still active, active. today, which yes. I think is fantastic, which is fascinating. Um, and Berners-Lee and Caillou in 1994 declined a patent and royalties, basically making it royalty-free so that anybody and anything can use it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um and basically, uh, between Berners-Lee and Caillou, one wanted to use it for defense. The other one was developing web for schools, promoting the usage of new technology for schools and new ways of learning. So basically, internet in every classroom. Right. And with the help of the European Commission, all web technology is now in the public domain. So, Which is why, well, I, I could go on a net neutrality a rant here, but I'm not going to. No. So. But I mean, it's, it's basically put... The the project was was started in America, developed in Europe, and yes. it was basically you know it's basically Cold War technology for yes. lack of a better term. Yes. And one person who was uh, stateside yes. who loved this kind of stuff yes. was the leader of mm-hmm. a group of politicians, a group of congressmen known mm-hmm. as Atari Democrats. Basically, it was a group known for its passion for technological issues from biomedical and genetic engineering to the environmental impact of the greenhouse effect and anything engineered. Because Lord knows, short of Leonardo DiCaprio, there is no man on this earth who cares more about the greenhouse effect 
than Al Gore. That's right. He's, he got so mad about the greenhouse effect that he made a PowerPoint presentation about it. That's okay? right. But uh, yeah, Al Gore. That, that's the reason why we call it Al Gore's internet, because mm. he was the most influential, uh, not pioneer, so to speak, but... Um, cheerleader. Cheerleader. Yeah, he was definitely like an unofficial spokesperson for the internet in his in his early days. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean... Just for example, okay, when it came to new technology and new patents out there, he introduced something called the Gore Act, mm-hmm. right? And that helped create create the information superhighway, aka the World Wide Web. Yes. Say so we're back to this again. Um, so basically, he introduced and shaped the Supercomputer Network Study Act of '86. Yes. Uh, did the Gore Bill. And basically allowed for the development of something called Mosaic, which is the first browser. Right. So, like, you know, uh, Internet Explorer, the greatest browser who ever lived. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) With the idea of linking every school in the United States to the World Wide Web Mm -hmm. by the year 2000. Yes, and he started all of this, you know, back long before he was a vice president. This is back when he was still a congressman. Right. Yeah. However... The other reason why we call it Al Gore's internet is because Al, that's the best way to say this, he kind of forgot how the news media works at the yeah, height Checks of- and balances are a thing. And, and, and well, now people don't, pe- people pretty much take politicians as their word then, but once upon a time we fact checked things yeah, and we checked sources. And when somebody made a claim, we didn't just go, oh, oh. well, okay. he said, it, it, must he be said true. it must be true. We actually went and looked. And so in 2000, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, in 1999, he was in an interview with Wolf. Uh, with, so in 1999, he had an interview, like John was saying, with Wolf Blitzer on CNN. And this is this this is the, the text in which it comes from. This the, is the, the full quote. quote. Right. But it will emerge from my dialogue with the American people. I have traveled to every part of this country during the last six years. During my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative in creating the Internet. I took the initiative in moving forward a whole range of initiatives that have proven to be important to our country's economic growth and environmental protection, improvements in our educational system. So this is when he was running for president. Yeah. Now, this is where I'm going to slightly defend him, because, again... What have we said about six times before we even brought Algo's name out? That what we call the internet is not the internet. Right. So what Algo is was probably saying... It's Mosaic. Yeah, it was the stuff like Mosaic and the stuff like the Gore Act. Yes. You know? yes. He, he was instrumental in creating that and that became a part of the internet. Yes. But it wasn't the internet. And of course... Sensationalism being sensationalism. He got drug. He got drug through the mud. And that probably cost But him. now, well, no, no. <laughs> Florida Outside cost of him. Florida. No, Dimple Chads cost him the presidency. <laughs> I swear, I'm not. John, God Dimple bless Chads, him. Dimple Chads, we'll do another time. We'll do another yeah, time, good Lord. Step yeah. away from the subject. Step away from the subject. John wasn't uh, stateside with all that. And I swear, I still have PTSD from Dimple Chads. Okay. Moving on now, but I mean, but Gore did say that he was taken out of, uh, out of context. Yes, and he you know, was. And to be fair, the people who did work on the internet, or the WWW project, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the early engineers and the early developers, they understood what he meant and backed him. Yeah, so they didn't. They didn't give him any shtick about it. I so, mean, so you know, it's like Vince Lombardi's defensive quotes saying, "I won us the Super Bowl," and people said, uh, "What?" 
you know, but Lombardi knew, well, without the defensive work, this wouldn't have been done. So they, they kind of notice, but the critics will always be critics. Isn't you know? it cute how he does football analogies, y'all? I just know who Vince Lombardi is. That's right, all. okay. We'll go back to that 70 show again, aren't we? Uh-huh. I just know that he was a big dude who won a lot of trophies. He was a big dude who won a lot of trophies. Let's just keep he, it there. He was the Alec Ferguson of football. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Soaked in whiskey. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, let me ask you a question. What if, you got? If you wanted to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. but you couldn't get them on the telephone, so you had to notify them of information, mm-hmm. how would you do it? You send them a letter, right? Back in the day? Yes. Well, in 1967... Ooh, we're, we're taking it back. Another project that was created was called Email. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? Now, this, we all know how email works. We put a name in there, we send something off, they send something back, and we get, like, 800 messages of spam every day. All right? <laughs> that's, that's where we go. But it was originally de- developed for the uh, Aparnet by Ray Tomlinson in 67. And it was a project that he shouldn't have been working on, but he was just, I guess he's one of those engineers that didn't have anything to do, and just, like, I was bored, so, I, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. hey, this is a neat idea, digital lettering, right? Mm-hmm. And... When the in- when the internet started to get more mainstream, or more popular, or, or more cons- in the consumer realm, I should say, right? Because mm-hmm. it was just businesses and military first, then schools and now consumers. Right. The original concept of an email was based around companies and land usage. So all the servers were internal. Which is why in the early days, all of your... Um your your email usage, your email um, uh, capability was very limited because server space was limited. Yeah. Like, now you can get hundreds of emails a day for anything, and they'll just sit there. Like, right now, I've got over 20,000 unanswered yeah. emails in my email box, but... Back in the day, and which we'll talk, we'll we'll touch base on later on down the line with some other things that we're going to discuss in the next couple of episodes. Um, you know, it used to be you you could only have like a gig and a half's worth of space, or if that. like or like fifty emails. Like you had fifty in there total with what you wanted to save and everything. Like you could only have fifty emails. That was it. My first email address came through my ISP. It was at bt bt something dot net, mm-hmm. and I was allowed twenty five megabytes. Oh, yeah, big balling. See, I had um net TV, Ooh. web TV. Excuse me. We'll get to web TV here in a little. Yes, bit. but um, so to to connect to the internet, to get to have an email address, mm-hmm. basically you had to have a username and the domain. Mm-hmm. So, for example, John C at Microsoft dot com. Right. Right. We know how, we know how email works, but again, we're documenting this. So we, you know, we're not trying to patronize yes. anybody with this. We're just documenting this. And as soon as the technology was like, again, as soon as the technology got into a consumer level, companies mm-hmm. like Yahoo, AOL, and whatever services were out there at the time, they started offering free email addresses to with use their, their browsers. services. Right. Yeah. So like you know, a lot of people would spend a long time just picking <laughs> picking a name, right? I was either the crocodile or the Johnny or the Jolly Green Giant. That was my that, those are my usernames. I think I've still got well, I was obsessed with Brit uh, with uh, Brit Pop and Riot Girl music. So mine was Brit Girl B R I T G R R L and then eventually it was Brit Girl eleven and then I think that one's still I think I could still get into that one on Hotmail. 
Where did the 11 come from? Um, it was suggested because there was one through 10 was already taken. Because um, I, I was just Brit Girl at Web TV. And then when I moved to Hotmail, like Brit Girls 1 through 10 are, were already, you know, existing. So 11 just became. Eh, 11 was fine. it, right? But I mean, you know, at that point, it became like um, an alter ego for everyone. Yes. Nowadays, everybody's got like, you know, five or six email accounts with, you know, blah, 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 blah. You couldn't do that back in the day. No, I mean, you had you one. You could, but it was. It was such a pain in the you ass. Were, you were, as we would say down here in the South, you were highfalutin if you had more uh-huh. than one email address. Yeah. And I mean, so, it, you know, it was. Also, you needed to join the communities that they had. Yes. Because Yahoo, AOL. AIM. AIM. They all had their own kind of. Yes communities that you would join you know and, and we'll talk more about those here in a minute we're trying not yeah. to jump back and forth into into what we're going to be bringing up later but you guys can feel what's coming yeah so after after so you've got your email address yes you've got your computer mm-hmm. and now you need to get onto the internet how do you do that you use a web browser <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. well before we do that we gotta get a, we gotta get a web browser first Oh, yeah. so you got to wait in the mail and get, take a disc that comes you in gotta the mail? you got to get the disc that comes in the mail. And right. you basically had early web browsers like uh, Viola, mm-hmm. Irwise, and X Window System, right? Mosaic was launched in 93, and it revolutionized how it was going because it had HTTP mm-hmm. and FTP built into the software. Mm-hmm. So FTP was a good way to transfer files, you know. File transfer protocol. Yeah, file transfer protocol. And then in 94, the daddy of all internet browsers was released. Netscape. Bum, bum. Yeah, I actually used Netscape um, in the early 2002 because mm-hmm. it was still going at that time. Yep. But uh, basically, put that launched in '95, and then it kind of led to a whole bunch of of new browsers. Now, in doing this, I had to include this because this shocked me when when I read it. Right. So you had CyberDog in '96. Okay. Then you had Mozilla in '98. Mm-hmm. Internet Explorer in '95. Mm-hmm. Firefox didn't launch until 2002. Really? And it merged with Mozilla at some point. Or Mozilla Boulder. I don't mm-hmm. know the history about that. Yeah. Um, Safari was launched in 2002. Opera was released in 96. That's for the, for those of the uninitiated. That is your Apple browser. Yeah. No, it's not. That's Safari. No, Opera no. is... Um, Opera was originally Mac only, I think. But it's, it's a freeware. And it's... Um, it's made it, it it's it's, it's on Microsoft, isn't it? It's, it's on Microsoft phones. It's it's mainly used for phones on phones. I think so. But it, it, it it's, yeah. it's 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 like it's basically like Mozilla, it's a public it's a Right, right, right. But I didn't realize I thought it came earlier than this. Chrome came out in two thousand eight. All of our children are older than Chrome. Yeah. Ah! I didn't realize that. I thought Chrome came well, out. Well except like for the munchkin munchkin. Yeah, except for the yeah. munchkin munchkin. I mean, okay. Gmail came out in two thousand four. Because mm-hmm. I remember getting it like one. Dude, of the I remember when you had to submit your website to Google for consideration to be put on your browser to be yeah. to be part of their search engine. Yeah, but like you had to fill out a form saying, "Please let people search me." Yeah, and I mean, like br- Chrome, the world's most used browser, mm-hmm. two thousand eight. I'm I'm still a Firefox chick. I mean, Chrome came out the same year as Twitter. Wow. <laughs> wow facebook the original facebook users on on our level mm-hmm. i logged into facebook the first time chrome didn't exist Oof. 
There you go. That's how quick this internet thing is, there you is go. changing. Live journal's older than Chrome. Uh, live journal's older than everything. God bless Live Journal. <laughs> you know, I'd talk dirt. about that more, but unfortunately, that's in the 2000s. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sadly, sadly. Mm. But um, okay. so you've got your email address, you've got your browser, yes. and the next thing you know, you need to murder a robot in cold blood yes. to get online. And piss off your parents. Oh, okay. and run up a form bill. Oh, my God, because back then you used to have to pay by the minute. Yeah. 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 Yeah, y'all have no, like, people get <laughs> off. You know, I don't have unlimited. I mean, you know, after after I use 7,000 gigs, it slows down to dial-up speed. And I'm like, look, homie, back in the day, you used to have to pay for the meg. Oh, yeah. Like, it was... For uh, the minutes. I'd be online 90 minutes a day, mm-hmm. right? That's about average. Mm-hmm. It was after school... And mm-hmm. then later as I got older after college. But 90 minutes. You just put an day. egg counter. I mean, an egg timer. Yeah. Set I could only get on after six. Mm-hmm. And for the first three months, it was pay, pay by the minute. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize that. The first formula <laughs> my grandfather saw, Grandy came at me with his stick. Uh-huh. And you know what? I deserved every lesson that I got with that. I was, yeah. Yeah. So we got, um, we got cable, right? But I mean, we'll talk about cable here in a minute, but I mean... Dial-up is the most famous way to connect online, even now. Yeah. I mean, half the world still use dial- still uses dial-up. This is true. So, or, you, know, you know, or it's, you know, eventual... I mean, it's, di- it's dying out, but yeah. I mean, you know. Um, basically, what you do is you send data over the phone line, kind of like a fax machine. It's the would. predecessor to DSL. So if you yeah. have DSL, once upon a time, you would have had dial-up. Oh, yeah. The speed was as quick as it could be for oh, the technology at the time. so slow. Guys, you got to understand. We used to set songs to download and be happy if it only took two days oh yeah to get an album and see this is the thing right this is this is a meme that's been floating around for a few years but it's actually the truth Mm -hmm. one minute you could look up at the download of your perfectly legal downloaded music Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. insert awkward pause Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and you look up and you see three megabytes time remaining 48 minutes just hypothetically hypothetically yeah right and you walk away for like a minute to grab a drink or grab some snacks mm-hmm. come back look up and that screen would say one of three things it would either say 47 minutes to go five minutes to go or 33 hours or 33 days to go yeah this is true. <laughs> so it, this is true it was really a crapshoot but, it just depended on how quick the other person's computer was. Yes, because you were linked up on somebody else's stuff. And then, um, because there was no, it wasn't uploaded to a server. So it's not like it is iTunes where, you know, you go and you download it straight from Apple. You would download off of somebody else's computer. And so... And if they were downloading something, you oh, were out of luck. Oh. See, right now, most people couldn't could care. I mean, that they could not care less about their upload speeds. They really couldn't. No, but it's the download speed. But it's download speed. But back in the day, they were just as equally as important because, you know, if you were if somebody was getting something off of you or whatever, or you were trying to send something somewhere, I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, it was. Oh my! Especially considering we used to put like miniature web pages in our emails. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. With those backgrounds with the blinky. Yes. Give a fourteen-year-old girl some basic knowledge of HTML. (laughs) Knowledge of I can't even speak knowledge of HTML and see what happens. Well, not only that too. um, Middies. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, can you can you imagine, right? Hmm. Running a two minute, one forty four p YouTube video on dial up. Hmm. Couple of months ago. I sat in here for five and a half hours mm-hmm. playing a video game, mm-hmm. streaming directly to that website at 740p or 780p, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That would have blown my computer up back home. Because mm-hmm. my first computer, right, it had a 56k modem. Right. Because we were fancy and highfalutin. Ooh. 44 gigabyte hard drive. Mm-hmm. And a spare two gigabyte hard drive. Ooh. Don't know how much RAM was on it, but it couldn't have been more than 128k. Right. Not 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 gig, not meg, k. k. Right. And it it probably had all the raw throbbing power of a lawnmower. <laughs> Compared to now, my computer that I'm that I'm recording this on has got 16 gigs of RAM. I have a 48 gig hard drive just to run my op- operating system on. You know. Mm-hmm. And like one photo had more capacity than my email, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, you had... We didn't have DSL that much in the UK. I mean, it went straight Not from, until the 2000s. No, it here. went straight from dial-up to ISDN to cable. Oh, well, here we did DSL, but, it, but DSL really wasn't prevalent until the 2000s. I mean, you know, some people, like, if you had... If you had money, you had DSL. It was business... It was more for businesses. It was more for businesses 90s. and for... for I mean, fancy schmancy folks. Now, did you ever did you ever do any work, any work in an office type setting in the nineties, like work experience, work detail, whatever you want to call it over here, mm-hmm. internships, whatever? I remember the first time I saw a fax come through on a computer. Oh my god, yes! And that was the weirdest, coolest thing. And like, I'm thinking, man, this 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 company is like, you know. High tech. I mean, it closed down a year after after afterwards. But I mean, right? It's sort of like that line from Almost Famous, where the guy from Rolling Stone goes, 17 minutes it's a page." page. <laughs> yeah, you can send it over. They'll send it over the phone lines. It's seventeen minutes a page, man. It's like, what the hell? Well, that yeah. was high speed. That was right? probably uh, if I had fifty six, that was probably twelve. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But I mean, we did. You know, it was expensive at the time. So you know, now we've gone through the majority of the boring stuff where we, you mm-hmm. know we talk about the basics of it. Now we're going to look at some of the pop culture stuff, right? Mm-hmm. GeoCities. Mm. The it wasn't the first, not mm-hmm. even close to being the first, but mm-hmm. it was definitely the world's most popular amateur website server. Yeah, I didn't do GeoCities because I couldn't get one on the street that I wanted. Well, what were you? What was it about? I wanted some. Well, I mean, it was just random personal music stuff. I mean, I was a teenage girl. I wanted to talk about Oasis, and I wanted to talk about movies. Well, if if you now know what, if I'm about to tell you, if you knew what I'm about to tell you when you were then, you probably could have done it. The reason that, but there was there wasn't any available. Like all of the all the ones you wanted were available. yes, oh, okay. like because they only had so many slots per street. I was I was on Sunset Strip for mine i hate you but my my ones didn't come out until like the early 2000s okay well that's why because they were abandoned because back in the day yeah and i'm talking about this was cutthroat we're talking like 94 95 96 somewhere around there there were only so many slots available per street like only so many websites could be on sunset strip and for the uninitiated here we're talking about like you'd go to geocities was it.com yeah geocities.com slash sunset strip slash slash, and then your your username username and what's slash index.html 
And so, what that was, right? What that was was your website. When you signed up to GeoCities, you mm-hmm. had to tell them what your website wanted to be. Right. About. So, for example, if you were amateur fi- financier, I want to talk about the stock market, you'd be put on Wall Street. Right. If you like country music, you'd be put in Nashville. Nashville. If you rock and roll, Sunset Strip. Sunset Strip, yes. And so it popularized like the neighborhoods format and it kind of wanted to build a community. Of course, that didn't work, but... Well, yeah, because again, there were only so many slots available. Like, you know, they only had back in the day, I mean, literally, I think there was only a couple of thousand... And, I mean, if you think about it, all the people in the world who want to put it to a rock music or a pop music fan page or whatever, you know, there's only a couple thousand slots available. Well, those are gone. Yeah. And so, and then you had to wait to see if one would pop up because if it was on, um, it, they would discontinue a website if, if nobody had logged into it for three months. And so we would all just sit there, be patiently waiting. You'd check in once a day. Is there a space available? Is there a space available? Is there a space available? So my butt went to Tripod. Ah, because that, I think that was, that was also si- yeah, very similar. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... If I couldn't have Sunset Strip, screw it, I'm going to Tripod. That's right. That's right. I actually... And that's still... that My my page is still floating around somewhere. In the ether. And, in the ether. And I've given enough um, uh, clues as to my identity back <laughs> in the day um, on here so far. So you could probably... And, and I apologize for the glaring typo in the header. It's horrible. I do believe I put your here, yay, but your is Y-O-U-R. Oh. Yeah, again, Teenage Sarah just really... Considering was, you hand-wrote HTML code... Yes, I, because I, I, I didn't have a computer. Forgive, I'm going to forgive the title. I, yeah, I didn't have a computer. I did it all on um, web TV, and so I would hand-write all of my code and how I hoped it would look. And then, you know, going by, because, like, researching all these websites, because I couldn't have tabs open. I couldn't cut and paste. No. You couldn't cut and paste. So, I mean, youngins today have no... This this right here is the hill I will die on in my... <laughs> and I walked, you know, three miles up the hill in the snowstorm. I hand wrote my own HTML code because I could not cut and paste. There you go. Yes. And you want to complain that your YouTube speed is slow. Oh, my God. But um, talk to me about some ch- Fortnite frames. Oh, uh, let's let's not do handwrite your own code and then let's talk. Well, you should have gone back to um, GeoCities in '99 because when Yahoo bought GeoCities from wh- mm-hmm. whoever the owners were, mm-hmm. the Yahoo terms of service drove like half the website away. Sound familiar, Tumblr users? Mm. Now they updated it so that you know that the GeoCities old terms of service was back to normal by then. Right. The damage had been done. Right. Sound familiar, Tumblr users? Mm. But uh, I actually had three websites on GeoCities. Did you know? Yes, I did. I had, right? And these came out in the 2000s, and I can't find them anywhere. I've looked in the Wayback Machine. I've even looked in the um, geocitiesarchive.org website. That's mm-hmm. where all the GeoCities websites are, because it closed in 2009. Right. Um, it was the World Association of Chuck and Palm Ball. Oh, dear. Basically, we got bored in college one day, rolled up a ball and started throwing it and ch- chucking it at each other. And when we kept deflecting it, we made up rules and regs and stuff like that. And, you know, we actually had a good mm-hmm. following. Uh, the Goitre United fan page. Oh, dear. The world's first and probably only and definitely the earliest fan page for Goitre United Football Club. A team playing in the second division of Wales. Mm-hmm. Second division of Welsh football. And... Attended by maybe 150 people a week at that time. Ah. 
And then I had my personal website because everybody had a personal website. Of course. You know, everybody's about me page was like, you know. Oh, Jesus. Think of Tinder bios, but worse. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And put um, put middies in the background. But you also had, uh, was it, uh, not message boards, guest books. Yes. Guest books. Like, There's uh, a fight that broke out on my guest book between different <laughs> people that's still there, I think, because of someone who I'm not going to name or slander, but someone who was a little off with me, and then all of my friends jumped up to defend me. And I didn't even know about it until like six weeks later. So he's like, you should really check your guest book. <laughs> and I was like, what? Really? My guest book? Nothing goes on in my guest book. Well, something went on in my guest book. So, yeah, guest books and guest counters, man. Getting your counter up. This page has been visited such such times or, you know, so many different. That, th- this that amount was, of people have that was, gone brain dead looking at my drivel. Well, that, that was one of the things that was either it would either boost or kill your ego. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one's been on my website today. Yeah, oh, but 50 every, people were on it yesterday, you know. Yeah, but every time you reloaded it, it counted. I didn't know that. I think they fixed that with the, the GeoCities thing. Okay, yeah, but in the 90s, oh, every didn't time... didn't have cookies and stuff like no, that. No, there were no cookies. Oh, they, oh, they weren't as advanced as... Well, I mean, if if Web TV doesn't have cut and paste, they don't have cookies. <laughs> I'm going to let you know. So... Uh, so how how would you describe your social media skills? Like you could put a, post a status mm-hmm. or communicate with anybody instantly. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that in the early internet. You had to use chat rooms and instant messaging. Or Usenet. Or Usenet. Eh? And we will be talking about Usenet soon. Yes. But um, basically the first worldwide real-time communication between people from mm-hmm. anywhere in the world was originally developed in 1971... And basically kind of exploded in the 90s. And we're going to talk about this definitely more in depth in the next episode. But um, it was the f- it was kind of like Ge- GeoCities was website like this. This was mm-hmm. more chat rooms were, hey. You're like IRC. Yeah. Hey, do you like fishing in thunderstorms? Well, there are 50 people talking about it now. Go chat with them. You yes. Know? And it was a great place to... There was a John Lennon fan chat room that basically was just a bunch of Beatle fans who did, you, did, you know, IDGAF. And um, we we were just, we thought we were the coolest kids, but it was bagism. 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 And so some of, there might be some of you out there. Um, and there were actually like people like, and back then this was really weird, but there were people who met and then met in real life. Yeah. And then got married. Yeah, I know. Who'd do that? Who would do that? I don't know. Mm. We'll talk more about that next episode. Because mm-hmm. we've actually got a weird story to tell ourselves. Mm. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, a lot of these, as the technology got... Again, we're going to keep using that phrase. As technology got better. As private, it evolved. Private chatting became available, where you could make your own chat rooms with yes. people from that chat room. So if you got 100 people in the chat room and uh, Big Nerd 745... <laughs> Said something you really liked. You could invite them for a private chat to hear more of Big Nuts' uh, opinions. Sorry. <laughs> usernames, guys. Usernames were... I guarantee you the very first username from a stoner was something along the lines of Nuts 420 Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, but this led to the popularity of instant messaging. However, mm-hmm. the problem with that was... And a lot of people you know, focused on 
the chat room scourge of the 90s was it because they weren't moderated a lot of underage folks got to see a bunch yeah. of stuff that they weren't supposed to see no thankfully digital cameras were in their infancy so no news Ooh. had been sent for that you know Man, i i am so thankful that i grew up when i did that i grew up where i had the ability to talk to people online but it would but none of my teenage antics made it onto the interwebs no. thank god and i caught the internet like i said i caught the internet in 98 yeah. and i didn't catch on it that much it was like 99 late 99 when i mm-hmm. actually started using the internet properly you know um but yeah man i, I was always weary of chat rooms always for some reason it was ingrained in my head because i think it was a panorama thing in the uk that just like chat rooms are evil chat rooms are bad and you know <laughs> chat rooms are bad okay Okay. yeah so uh you know but what really do you think was the was the thing that brought the internet to its most popular schism porn of course it was okay let me show you something i'm holding in my hand an iphone 7 Mm -hmm. it's what five inch screen five five and a half something yeah yeah now the early cell phones I'm holding a Coca-Cola bottle. Mm-hmm. Their screens were half the size of that Coca-Cola label. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm guessing when somebody realized you could see these <laughs> on it, <laughs> that, that <laughs> they started expanding the phone network. Uh, at least oh, the, the phone, the phone screens. So, yeah. so, you know, for all of our younger listeners, you can skip to the next segment, but we, there's going to be a lot of R2-D2 talking in here. Basically, like all visual technology, porn helped the internet grow. I mean, th- th- there's no two ways about it. It wasn't... I don't care what you... <laughs> there were put... multiple ways about it, actually. Yeah, I, I don't care what your religious aficionado, what your technological, what your sports team was. It was porn mm-hmm. that did it. You know, I mean, okay. For example, right? VHS won the video format wars mm-hmm. because major porn studios went with VHS over Betamax. Right. Um, cable TV, camcorders, late night cable TV grew because boobs were out. Yep. The f- I guarantee you, the first time somebody had a home video camera and pointed it at his or her wife, he wanted to see boobs on it. True or false? Probably, yeah. So, But with the cost of bandwidth being so high, the early sites were just galleries to the big sites that had high bandwidth. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, I've done a lot of research into this. I see. Um, but as you know, as the bandwidth advanced, higher resolution pictures and videos started to become available, and people were like, you know, were, were sneaking away and sneaking around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, that could be seen as a bad thing. But the thing is, a lot of people found their kink during mm. this time. You know, also found cam girls. Oh yeah, cam girls. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think. Hang on. I think it's in episode three. Okay. Uh, they also found cam girls. That's found cam girls, um, and not only that, it kind of helped, you know, it helped people express themselves sexually. Yeah. And I mean, whatever was your jam, you could find some toast. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not here to judge. Oh no, the, what what you do in your house is your business. And have fun doing it. I'm a card carrying libertarian. Trust That's me. Right. Whatever you do is your business. But I mean, apparently. Right? Apparently. Judging by an estimate of the industry, mm-hmm. at least 70% of all internet sites that have ever existed mm-hmm. have been sexual in nature. We Erotic stories, 
<laughs> Hardcore, softcore porn. Right. So kids. fanfic. Fanfic. Uh, yeah. And it's also, believe it or not, according to estimates, mm-hmm. the ratio of users is not as high as people think it is. It's split 50 to 60, 50 to 60% male, 40 to, th- 40 to 50% women. Um, I'm not surprised. And, you know, we, most people... We like our toes, too. No, I, I get that. I get that. And this, this and we write all the fanfic. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, it. When, when people think of porn users, they usually think of, of you know, seedy little men in, in mom's mm-hmm. basement stuff. But it's it's not. Healthy relationships use it. And unhealthy relationships use it, too. You know, but the problem was, is there were channels dedicated to illicit, illegal, and immoral sex. Yeah. And we'll get to that here in a couple of episodes, Tom, because that's a talking point. That there I'll... was a seedy little underbelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very seedy. More, more seeds than a watermelon, you know, mm-hmm. unless it's a seedless grape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that the internet kind of took on was uh, commerce and shopping. Uh, as we know, physical catalogs, they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Montgomery Ward's catalog, Sears catalog, JCPenney's catalog. Argos. Argos in the UK. <laughs> oh God, Argos! You could order a house from the Sears catalog. Oh yeah, and the problem was is as Tom came on producing these glossy seven hundred, eight hundred page books, it became expensive. Was becoming a lot of expensive, especially considering a lot of them just ended up back in the landfills. Mm-hmm. So they started increasing their online presence, not necessarily to shop online, but as a replacement for the catalogs. So, like, they'd still want you to come to the store. Nobody'd figured out yet that, you know, you could type your credit card into the computer and poof, it'll be delivered. Right. So, like, the Sears catalog went online and then you found where that piece was in your store only for the website to be six months out of date. Right. But, you know, it was still there. You tried, darn it. I mean, they tried it. They tried. Pizza Hut, out of all the companies in the world, Pizza Hut was the first company to offer e-commerce. Bless them. And they were the first company to sell a pizza over the internet. Pizza God bless Hut. them. Pizza Hut. I, I, pizza Hut. You know, there's I, nothing wrong with Pizza there's Hut. There's nothing wrong with Pizza but out of everyone, you'd think it would be someone else, right? Because Pizza Hut doesn't strike me as the most technologically advanced company in the history of companies. Mm. You know, so. But then, they followed the kind of bricks and clicks method. Right. So, you know, uh, Walmart is, is probably the biggest example of bricks and clicks. Target. You know, you've got... You can ship to store. Yeah. Basically, the website was to advertise what is at the store, but if you don't want to go to the store, you can buy here too. That's what, uh, uh, that's what bricks and clicks stand for. Mm-hmm. So niche businesses started showing up as well. They started selling a whole randomized bunch of junk, and that led to, like, the first businesses and the beginnings of the a bubble. The dot-com bubble. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll get more in-depth on the dot-com bubble in episode three, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, between 94 and 2000, a surge of IPOs were, were, were based around new tech startups. The, the big stock market crash in, in the early 2000s was caused by this dot-com bubble. Basically, nobody figured out how to monetize the internet yet. And they thought because it was, you know, the new thing. It was a free for all, basically. Yeah, it was it was the modern day equivalent. Unregulated free for all. Modern day equivalent of influencers. Yep. I don't want uh, I don't know if I want to use your business. Well our business has a website. Well, let me cut you a check. Right. You know, that was basically it. Many of them were not profitable at all. Right? Even the ideas were not profitable. Mm. And worse, there were a lot of scams that went out too. 
I think even Amway was looking at going, damn, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the most notable failure, and I, I, I don't mean to, to crap on people's success or failure, but the, 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 this one is egregious, was Pets.com, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very good idea that they had, selling pet supplies, beds, specialty foods, right, shampoos, right. toys, etc., etc. And in 1997, they made a they made 700 grand out of their little California office. I mean, I'd be cool with 700 grand. But they spent 11 million in advertising. Yeah, not so cool with 700 grand. <laughs> I mean, if you got 70 bucks but had to pay 1,000. Yeah, I think you would need some money. Surely somebody should, should say something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, like I said, in 2000, the bubble burst, and a lot of these companies went out of business and were never heard of again. Womp, womp, Except womp. in podcasts like this one where we talk about inane, <laughs> inane things. So, thank you for taking for joining us in this uh, history lesson of the beginning stages and the founding DNA of what is known as the internet. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot more to talk about on this subject. Lord, do we? We've got, you know, we've got. Um, the next episode that we're going to talk about, right? Next next episode, I should say. Let me start that again. The next episode that we do, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of the a lot of the ways that people use the internet. Mm-hmm. And this it's not going to be as dense. You know, it's going to be mainly how you know what we did, right? And how we did it. More stories. anecdotal, yeah, more anecdotal yes. stuff because you know everybody used these kind of things in different ways. So that will be next week, and then the week after we'll get back to some more information and facts and figures. Absolutely. And talking about this bubble and, you know, making a definition on something that people don't understand. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes and we'll see you there. Bye. Guys, thanks for taking the time to uh, hang around. Like we mentioned just a moment ago, we're going to be talking about our own anecdotal stuff yes. when uh, we come back next week. And, you know, we're going to be talking about how we use the stuff. Yes. Not necessarily how other people use the stuff, although we might have some stories about some of our friends. We'll and- change the names. We'll protect the innocent, protect the guilty. Protect the guilty because we don't know their living and or marital status. I don't so. want sued. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and we're going to be using the copious, copious liberal amount of the word allegedly yes so uh <laughs> anonymous so uh but basically we're going to be looking at you know how we use the internet some of the pop culture 
stuff that that happened and the early stages of what now people use the internet for yes mainly you know so basically it's our stories of looking at cats uh (laughs) but guys if you were on social media check out facebook twitter tumblr or instagram look up because maybe network that's where you'll find out information on what we are doing give us a like and a share you let everybody know what's going on check out our youtube channel uh that's where we have video game walkthroughs and kind of sample episodes of everything going on Mm -hmm. Uh, we do have a twitch stream but I don't know as of right now if we've had anything done on there or not, but that'll all be on our social media pages. Yes. Winky winky. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, if you listen to this podcast, please give us a subscribe to the podcast uh, software of choice. If you're not watching it on your podcast software of choice, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. Unfortunately, Google hits us. And as of this and point... what can you do? What can you do? We're on the others, so you know, just 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 look for us there. Look up because of the network. Yeah, she she she's still using Internet Explorer. Oh, you <laughs> son of a biscuit! I know you you you've got a Mac. Your mm-hmm. high your high phone. Yeah, but I still use Firefox even on my and Mac. And bougie. Uh, <laughs> y'all, he just discovered the word bougie like a couple weeks ago, and now he's like, it's everywhere. It's, I've lived my entire life and never heard the word bougie, but now that I've heard it, it's everywhere. He is so late to the party. I'm I'm always late to the party. It's like we're all Fergie in 3008 and he's so 2000 and late. You know, every, you know everybody, <laughs> everybody's living in 2019 and I'm living in 2004. Uh, well, I'm not living in 2019 anymore. You're living in 2020. You have better vision than I do. Um, hey! Okay. <laughs> y'all see what I live with? Yeah, but you love me. I do love you. Because I make good food. That's true. Uh, so, all right, guys, we're going to help out you. Makes the best tea. That's right. Well, I'm British. What do you expect? Nah, I think only the I think, the course. I think only people from India and China would make better tea than a Brit. Possibly, yes. Yeah, yeah, so. But you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, and thank you for coming to see us, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Bye. Bye. I'm not going to hit my head this time. Ba 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 ba